Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Jason McGay. How's everyone this morning? Are you blessed? I know you are. The Bible says that you are blessed. I think we'd be a little bit more excited about that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's, as Pastor Gwen mentioned, it's been uh, an amazing week. Uh, better than I expected in many ways. That's not a bad thing. Can't God surprise you? Amen. Amen. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And so he did. Um, it was wonderful, as Lenny had mentioned earlier, it was wonderful to see other believers from all over the world gathered in one place. Yeah. You know, the thing that struck me the most while I was there, well, not the most, but initially was I'm in the midst of all these believers from all over the world. We are one body in Christ Jesus. Amen. And it was such an awesome, this is the family of God. Yes. I, I might not know them here on earth, but I will know them up in heaven. We are one family. Amen. And it was absolutely amazing to just, it was great. 75 countries represented there. It was uh, it was great. And uh, it was interesting to see what the Spirit of the Lord was doing in other places as, they were, as the Lord was represented by those who got up to speak and share. We saw a number of, we heard a number of different things. But one thing that was very apparent is that the Spirit of God is moving all over the earth. He's doing a wonderful thing. So if you're looking around and thinking to yourself, well, He's not really doing a whole lot. You got to look outside your immediate set of circumstances because he's doing awesome things all over the place. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Mm, glory to God. He's doing wonderful things. That's one thing that we were really impressed by because we're like, I never heard of that guy before. And he's got 3,000 churches in 81 countries or 85 countries. How come I didn't hear about that? That, it was a shock. You know, in some ways, we're kind of sheltered in our North American environment. We don't see what's going on in other places sometimes. So it was amazing to see that. It was also amazing to hear what they had to say, because it really puts us in a place of, hmm, um, are we as committed and serious as we think we are? That was one thing that stood out to me, because I'm hearing what other people are doing and seeing what they're doing, and I'm going, kind of checking myself, going, am I that committed? Uh, am, am, am I doing that? And not from a condemnation standpoint, but from a good, healthy one. Amen. Not comparison like, ooh, I've got to be better than them. It has nothing to do with that. But from a place of, it encourages me to run faster, to run harder. It encourages me. Oh, they're doing that? Well, God lives in me too by the Holy Ghost, and I can do that. It challenges my weaknesses. It challenges my inhibitions. It challenges all those things that would keep me in one place. It challenges those things so that I can step beyond that and be everything that God made me to be. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Holy Ghost. 
He is so wonderful. I mean, that's another one thing that we, of course, it's a Pentecostal conference. You're going to hear something about the Holy Ghost while you're there. But it was, you could just sense the Spirit of God moving in that place at times in such ways that you love Him. You love Him. You love to see what He's doing in the lives of people. That has always been something that has stood out to me. That's why I like to read biographies. I read a lot of teaching books, and I study the Word, but one thing I like the most is to read biographies of men and women of God who God has used to do exploits, wonderful things, whether that's Amy Carmichael in India with the orphanages there, whether that's, well, there's, there's many more I could go on, but I like to hear that because I can see what God is doing in a person. I like to see how he's been working in people and what he can do through them. There's something unique and awesome about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning, I think. We'll start there. <laughs> so why don't you turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. You know the devil is a liar. Yep. He is a liar. Yes, he is. He'd like to tell you it's not going to happen. He'd like to tell you that you can't. He'd like to tell you all sorts of things like that. But they're lies. It is not the truth. Mm -hmm. He'd like to tell you you can't. You don't know what you're doing. It's not going to happen that way. But they're lies. Don't believe them. All right, Philippians chapter 2. And let's look at verse 12 and verse 13. Verse 12 says this, Therefore, my dear ones, I'm reading from the Amplified for those of you that would like to know why it's taking three times longer to get through the verse than it is in your Bible. (laughs) Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed, uh, obeyed uh, my suggestion, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent. Here's what I want you to see. Work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation. That's what the Bible says, does it not? Your Bible says the same thing? Amen. Let's see what it says here as well. It says, with reverence and awe and trembling. Now, the Amplified also goes on to say here, in verse 13, not in your own strength. So it adds that in for context, okay? For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Then the Amplified also goes on to say, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. I think sometimes we get stuck on that first part of verse 12. Work out your own salvation. I think we get stuck on that part sometimes because we try really hard to do everything right the way that we know to do. We try. And we're working. Some of us are working very hard. Some of us are working, and then if we're not working... 
we beat up on ourselves because we were not working as hard as we think we should be working. Does anyone feel that way sometimes? Or am I the only one? <laughs> I'm the only one. I got to get a different message then, I guess. Uh, I think we can all identify with that. But the Bible does say work out your own salvation. Now, let me ask you a question. Who saved you? We all know that. Jesus saved you. How did that happen? That happened in a variety of ways, but essentially, at some point in time, you realized that you needed some help. You realized that the burden of your sin weighed heavily upon you. You came to some sense of conviction like, oh man, uh, something ain't right here. And you needed a way out. You needed deliverance. You needed freedom. You needed to be set free from something. You knew that the burden of your sin weighed heavily upon you and that the only answer is Jesus because of who he is and what he has done for you. And you called out to him from that place because of something that he was saying to your heart, some conviction of the truth. And you said, Lord, I need you. I receive you. Thank you for forgiving me and setting me free. Something along those lines? Yes? Amen. And something happened in you. You were saved, born again, delivered, set free, sins forgiven and washed away, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Amen? All of those things, amen? You were saved. So did you save you? He saved you, right? Why does it say work out your own salvation then? It does say that, right? Amplified says, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete. So he started something in you. Does that mean you're not fully saved? Of course you're fully saved. Let's just dispel that myth right away. You are fully saved. Let's not go and don't hear what I'm not saying. You are fully saved. But he says to work out, give expression to, demonstrate, show, prove out your salvation. When you got born again, what was one of the first things you wanted to do? Go tell somebody. Guess what? That's demonstrating and showing forth what God has done in you. Your testimony rang forth, right? God has set me free. Jesus has delivered me, right? And it rang forth. It was awesome. That is demonstrating and work out. And then you spend some time in church and you start to learn how a Christian is to behave what we're supposed to hold on to, what we're supposed to cling to. And you think, this is wonderful, and you, you give it your best effort. <laughs> you do. You give it your best effort, because sincerely in your heart, you want to do what's right. You don't want to do what's wrong. Yeah. You want to do what is right. Yeah. And that is good, and that is godly, and God put it there. Yeah. Amen? He put that desire in you. But I want you to see what the rest of this verse is saying. It says, not in your own strength, in verse 13, for it is God who is all the while at work in you. So he's doing something. He is doing something in you. Well, I don't feel like he's doing something in me. It doesn't look like he's doing something in me. I can't. I'm searching around with my thoughts and my feelings, and I can't figure out what God is doing in me. But this verse is true. Yes. Right. He is at work in you. Yes, it is. We're believers, right? We 
I don't think that was strong enough. <laughs> we are believers, right? Yes. yes, we are. So we believe what God is saying. So if he says he is at work in you, guess what? He is at work in you. Hallelujah. We're going to believe what he's saying. Not what we're feeling. Not what the circumstances look like. Not how I think about things. We're believing what he says. And if he says he is at work in me, then bless God, he's at work in me. So we can start from a position of faith. We can start from a place of truth and work out from that place. Hallelujah. Right? The Bible has a lot of good things to say about what he has done in you. There's too many verses to turn to right now, but I'll give you one of them. In Colossians, it says that he has, that you are complete in him. Well, I, I feel like I'm missing. I feel like I'm lacking. I feel like I don't have this. I feel like, right, you might feel that way, but that isn't the truth. What he said is the truth. You are complete. So when a baby is born, you know, what's one of the things that the parents like to do, right? They count all the fingers and the toes and, right? And if the baby is completely healthy, then we say that this baby is, well, we don't really say it like this, but the baby's complete. They're not missing anything. Now, they're not fully developed, but they're not missing anything. And you may not be fully developed yet. Does anyone here look exactly like Jesus, the model of Christ-likeness? So we all have a little ways to go. So you might not be fully complete or mature, but you're not missing anything. I said, you might not be fully mature yet, but you are not missing anything. Amen. You are complete in him. Glory be to God. You are complete in him. Thank you, Jesus. And like any good parent, our Heavenly Father is nurturing us and raising us, disciplining us at times. Why? So that we may grow. So that we may mature. Now, who are you going to look like when you grow up? You know, when your kids go, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be that when I grow up. Well, if you're a child of God... Who are you going to look like when you grow up? You're going to look like Jesus. Doesn't the Bible say that you are predestined to be conformed to the image of his son? Doesn't it say that? That's his plan for you. That's his will for you. His will for you is to look exactly like Jesus does. Hallelujah. That's what his will is. You know, you might have a desire to look like Jesus, but he has a desire that you look like Jesus. And you know what? His desire is greater than yours. Let's park on that for a second. His desire is greater than yours. 
We all have a will. That's, that's what makes us different, is that we have a will, the ability to choose one or the other. And as much as the Father wants you to go a certain way, He will not push you that way. You have to choose. And I'll be more accurate with that. You have to yield to His will, for His will to be done in you. His will is greater. Have you ever seen kids when they try to get out on their own and they're like, no, I'm going to do it. And they want to do it their way. Now, it might not be bad. They might want to make themselves breakfast in the morning. Nothing wrong with making breakfast. Nothing wrong with that. They need to eat. I'm going to make breakfast. And so they try. They're away. And if they're making breakfast for you, (laughs) you appreciate their desire because they're like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to make breakfast for you. And you're, okay. You know you're going to have to go to McDonald's after. (laughs) And clean up the bed. And clean up the bed. You know, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, burnt eggs and toast and, yeah. They didn't try to scramble them, but they're scrambled. Right? Those things. And what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. This is so wonderful. Mmm, so good. Exactly. And they're just happy and gleeful. See, they're trying on their own. And you appreciate their effort, but they need to grow up some more before they can fully do that. Until they're as good at it as you are. Right? And you might be trying very hard to be the believer you know God wants you to be. But can you trust him to grow you up so that you can be? Oh, hallelujah. Can you trust him to grow you to be who you know God wants you to be? Because isn't he the one who's at work within you? To will and to act according to his good purpose. Praise the Lord. According to his good purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. This is a good verse, but let's look at another one. And I've got a list here that I'm having a hard time picking from because they're, they're so good. God's word is so good. It is alive. You know, it's like if you have a meal of, you know, steak and potatoes here, and then you've got your favorite pasta over there, and then you've got this wonderful salad over here, and it's too much to eat at once, but you want to. (laughs) Right? So I'm looking at these verses, steak and potatoes, Mm, my favorite pasta dish, look at this salad over here, that's wonderful. And I'd, hard to pick just one. All right, so Hebrews 13, let's start with this one, Hebrews 13. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. 
but the truth lives in you and shall prevail. Amen. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Mm. I'm excited about this. All right. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. It says this. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and giver of peace. And if you know a little bit of the background of uh, when they say peace, it's not just that, oh, I'm at peace. I'm at rest. Like, I'm, you know, you got your feet up on the couch at home. It's not that kind of peace. It means wholeness. It means the security and comfort and peace that comes from nothing missing, nothing broken. It's that kind of peace. Remember, you are, that's right, shalom. Remember, you are complete in him. Mm -hmm. Now, may the God of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. I like that description of Jesus. He is the great shepherd of us sheep. He knows how to lead you. He knows how to guide you. He knows how to direct you. Doesn't he? He knows, I shall not want, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because he's met all of my needs. He's given me everything I could possibly need. I am complete in him. He has supplied that for me. He has done that for me. And he is able to lead and direct my life in a way that I could never do it on my own. And I trust and believe that he is able to direct me, even if I don't know where I'm going, even if I don't understand what the next step is, even if I'm not sure, how am I going to get out of this? <coughs> I can trust that he is leading and directing me because he is a good shepherd. He knows how to lead you. Even if you're... One out of the hundred that went astray. He knows how to come and get you. And that's who he is. He does that. Because he is faithful. You can count on him like you can count on no one else. You can count on him. Everything else might fail and fall, but he will never fail or fall. He will never quit you. He will never leave you. In the Hebrew, sorry, in the Greek, it says something like, no, not, never, never, no, not, never will he ever leave you. It's so emphatic. Like, how strong can you say it? What has he got to do to prove to you that he will never leave you nor forsake you? You know what he did? He sent his son to die on a cross to prove to you that you're that valuable to him. And that he will never leave you alone. He is always with you. That's who he is. He's like that. Never leaves you. Never forsakes you. Hallelujah. You might be in a place like Lanny said this morning, where all you have is this Bible to your name. That's more than enough to get you through. Yeah. Paul said, I know the secret of being content, whether I've got lots or whether I've got nothing. And that is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't need these things. I'm not relying on that. I'm relying on him. Yeah. And he'll get me through every time because he's faithful. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I like bragging on him and talking about him like that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he is the great shepherd of the sheep. And says, now may the God of peace who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the everlasting covenant, the everlasting agreement. Now, by this covenant, he's going to do what this verse 21 says. And remember, this is the blood that he shed to establish that covenant. It's done in his own blood. Not our blood, his. We're going to take communion a little bit later on, and we're going to celebrate that fact. Verse 21. So may he, verse 21, strengthen. And again, the Amplified says this. For that word strengthen, complete or perfect. Grow you up, make you mature, perfect that which concerneth you. May he strengthen and make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that he may carry out his will which he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Christ Jesus, our Lord, to whom be the glory forever and ever. And amen isn't, that's it, we're done talking. Amen is, so be it. Can you say that right now? Amen, so be it. He will strengthen me. He will equip me. He will give me everything that I need to do his will. He will. Do you believe that? Believers in the house? Amen. He will do that. Because why? He's faithful. Let's look at another verse. 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. And let's look at chapter five. Hallelujah. And we'll look at verse 23 and 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And may the God of peace himself, there's this God of peace reference once again. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. Now listen to what the Amplified says as a, an expansion of that meaning. Separate you from profane things. Make you pure and holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, which means completely consecrated to God. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved, sound, and complete. There's that word complete again. And found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24. Faithful is he who is calling you, and it says, to himself, and utterly trustworthy, and he will also do it. He will fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. Let me ask you a question. Who's doing the work there? He's doing the work. What he has willed for you, 
Jesus accomplished for you. But he doesn't stop there because everything that he has willed for you, the Father's will, he is working in you to do everything that he did for you. If, he's, if you can look in your Bible and say, Jesus did this for me, he's working in you to do that in you. And not to stop just there, but to go and work through you so that others can see what God has done. He is working in you. Now, he is faithful to make this happen. Does that mean you just throw up your hands and, oh, sit down idly by and wait for God to move? No, I think there's been a lot of people that have proven that that doesn't work. We've proven that one. That does not work, to sit idly by and wait for God to do something. You can sit idly by and not receive salvation. Because there's lots of people doing that. And wondering why the will of God is not being done in their lives. There's lots of people wondering why the will of God is not being done in their lives. But let me tell you that he is at work. And at some point in time, you on the inside have to yield your will to his. Otherwise, you're working on your own. But if you yield your will to his in faith and in trust in his faithfulness to do in you everything that he's done for you, he is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. Amen. He's faithful to do that. He's faithful to finish what he started. He's faithful to make sure that everything that he has died for to get to you is done in you. Can you trust confidently in his faithfulness to be at work in you to do everything right on the inside of you and work that out through you? Because it wasn't your effort that got you saved to begin with, and it's not your effort that's going to make you look more like Jesus either. It's going to be you yielding to the will of God in faith and trust in confidence as you give expression to the very thing that he's doing on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You might look around in your life and see this weakness and that fault, and, or I want to be like that, but I'm not there. And if you look, you can see the, the gap between where you are and where Jesus is and how he wants you to be. And you look at the gap and do a gap analysis of what do I got to do to get from here to there? But you didn't raise you from the dead. You didn't raise Jesus from the dead, right? There was a big gap there when he was down in the depths. There was a big gap there between heaven and that. So who raised him up? God the Father raised him up. Hallelujah. And he raised you up together with him. Hallelujah. You've been raised up together with him. And where are you now? Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what he's done for you. And that's what he will do in you. Hallelujah. The same one. The same one who raised Jesus from the dead raises you up. The same one does that. The same one raises you together with him. Hallelujah. All right, stand on your feet. Let's praise and worship God. Hallelujah. We're going to make some declaration about how good he is, how faithful he is. And I'll say a few things, but then you are going to open your mouth and tell him how good he is. You are going to open your mouth and tell him he is wonderful and awesome and faithful and you trust him because you do. Hallelujah. You are going to say he is at work within me and he's faithful to finish that which he started, to complete in me that which he started. Amen. Amen. 
Father, we thank you that you have not left us alone. You have not left us standing by the roadside. You have not left us, but you are ever with us because of the Holy Ghost who lives within us. You are ever with us now, and you have made us complete in you. We are not missing anything. We are not lacking anything. You have met every need. That's who you are to us, the one who supplies every need for us. And I thank you that you have made us to be just like Jesus. And you haven't left us to do it on our own strength. You haven't left us to do it on our own, but you are at work within us, completing that. And we will be faithful as you are faithful. We will be faithful to yield our will, bow our knee, so that you can do in us everything that you did for us. And may it, Father, be a testimony to what Jesus has done. May it bring him glory. May it bring the Lord glory when we see in each other what you have done for us. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W3B1.